Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Two Brothers, One Mike, Season 5, Episode 18. Today we're talking about flexibility and its effect on muscle growth. Tony, how's it going? Joe, it's going pretty good. Uh, how do you? How are you hearing me right now? Pretty good? Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's normal. Okay, because you were you were breaking up during the introduction. I didn't know. Uh, uh, I mean, I heard you. I heard everything you said, but I, I I wasn't. That's not the norm. Let me just put it to you that way. When we do the, I heard everything you said though. We're just gonna go with it. Uh, doing doing pretty good. I just got done training one of my athletes. She's a swimmer, uh, and uh, um, I've never seen somebody work so hard and complain through the whole thing at the same time. Uh, you either have your complainers and then you can't get them to, to do their workout or you have the ones who go fly through the workout and never complain, but she has mastered the complaining while working out hard. So I just let her complain. I mean, she's, she goes all out. She's like, again, and then, and then boom, goes right through it. And I'm like, this is interesting. She's, this is a first. Um, so, uh, I always, I always get a kick out of it. Um, young, you know, but um, uh, definitely an athlete. I could tell you that. Uh, but I know her mom and dad, and they are both athletes. Uh, I competed with her dad in Tough Mudders. So um, the Tough Mudder. Think about doing it again, Joe. You want to do it with me? Uh, David Hess, the Rising Above podcast. Uh, he and uh, a good friend of ours who who may be on Two Brothers One Mike eventually, uh, Cipriano Benavides, and Sip is a marathon runner. He's run, I think, like six or seven marathons now, and and they he keep edging me on. I'm the boomer, if you can remember, and uh, so they so they think, and uh, they keep edging me on to do this tough mutter, and I think uh, I'm going to grab the girl who I train. I'm going to grab her dad. And head up to Oxford, Michigan, in June, to do this tough mutter. I don't know yet. I haven't. I haven't been running. The thing about a tough mutter is, when you do a tough mutter or a Spartan race, everyone thinks you have to be able to run like you know, the the ten or eleven miles, the eight, nine, ten, eleven miles that you, and you really never run more than a mile. Uh the last one I did in Pittsburgh, tough mutter, uh, it was eleven miles. It was like twenty one obstacles. So literally, you almost had two obstacles for every mile. I think we ran, we never ran one mile, maybe three quarters of a mile at times. But the running part was the easy part. It was some of them obstacles that were real interesting. Some were easy, some, some were not so easy. It's, it's how long the day is and all the you know ups and downs and ins and outs uh, in the mud. But um, they're calling me out, so... I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm thinking about it. I'm going to go run around the block tomorrow morning, and if I can't make it, um, I'm done. I'm not doing it. <laughs> you know, I'm always inspired by uh, uh, Tony Horton. Remember when he was in his late 40s doing the P90X thing? Everybody was like, "Wow, he's really 45." And now and now here I am, a few years older than he was then, and I'm like, you know, I would love and I would love to do a tough mutter or something like that, but. I've got these back issues, so unfortunately, I don't think I'd ever be able to participate. Shucks. Yeah. Well, you know, we talked about uh, stuff like this before, about making excuses, and I I opened up in that show talking about how I'm not one for excuses, but then I have several friends, people close to me, who have major back issues, and 
for instance, two of them could not do a Tough Mudder because of it. If it wasn't for their back, they would they'd run through it like like nothing. But um, they were athletes in their time, and, and it's just amazing what the back can do uh, and what you can't do when you have back problems. And um, I know a lot of people, uh, a lot of people that, you know, just the, the most minor thing can be such a complication when it comes to the back, for sure. Uh, today, we're talking about flexibility. We did a show on this before to a certain extent when we talked about uh, warming up and cooling down, which I'm sure you're going to include in the description of this podcast. Uh, the cooling down part, Joe, it's not that the warming up isn't important, but the cooling down part might be a little more prevalent for today, just for today's show. I think we're looking at more than one show here on on flexibility. And the the topic today is, is it true? I get this question a lot. Is it true that flexibility can create hypertrophy, which is muscle growth for all of our friends out there, uh, the muscle's ability to grow, hypertrophy, and strength in the muscle? Does a muscle gain strength and size? Wouldn't that be the easiest way to put it, Joe? Strength and size just from flexibility training. And there's some scientific research there. Uh, there's a lot, actually. That that proves it, and then there's just some general, you know, general conversation we can have also, which if you connect the dots, also proves it. Um, but before before we do that, Joe, uh, you know, I was getting excited about this show because I immediately, as I do in every show, ladies and gentlemen, I try to figure out what can I do, what can I do to tie the seventies and the eighties two of the greatest decades ever, into our show. How can this possibly fit into a flexibility show? For all my Gen X guys and girls out there, who is more flexible than Stretch Armstrong? Nobody. Joe, do you remember anybody being more flexible than Stretch Armstrong? I no, To this day, I think he still probably holds the record, I would think, considering he's a toy made of jelly. Well, I mean, well, we. I mean, listen to me, okay? Let's. Uh, that's that's erroneous on all counts, right there. That, that uh, as Vince Vaughn said in Wedding Crashers, um, that that is absolutely erroneous. The point being his tremendous flexibility. I mean, did he have a a bone structure in him? Did he have actual joints? No. But if everybody remembers Stretch Armstrong, Joe, uh, I I think it's time that we come out and admit that we killed Stretch Armstrong not once but twice in our childhood career. Uh, and we are admitting it here, right here on Two Brothers, One Mike. Uh, your thoughts on what we did to that poor doll? I don't, I don't know why we're using we. Um, I don't remember having a stretch arm, Armstrong. Oh. I think I was a little too young for it uh, to even remember what that toy was. So if there was any sort of killing of any toys at that point in time, uh, I'm not even going to throw it on you. But I think that some of our, our, our older friends maybe were, were somewhat of a bad influence on you. Yeah, uh, I give you the benefit of the doubt on that one. I, 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 I felt way back uh, in the mid to late 70s that one day when I finally admitted to this crime uh, that you would leave me hanging. Uh, and sure enough, here we are four decades later. Uh, folks, what we did with our first Stretch Armstrong uh, is 
uh, put him in the freezer to see what would happen. And obviously, he lost a ton of mobility, stability, range of motion was at zero. And we basically took him out of the freezer. Actually, I think our mother took him out of the freezer. And um, there was, there was uh, I don't remember the exact punishment that came down, but uh, I, she wasn't happy. Uh, the freezer wasn't the place for Stretch Armstrong. The second time, we, our curiosity was piqued. And I think there was about four or five of us, Joe. Maybe you weren't there this time. Well, we I don't think I was there either. I, I wasn't there either time, but you were. You could, uh, the we I don't think really includes me. I'm just trying to trying to stay neutral on this. I, I didn't really didn't do anything to this poor toy. You could try, but I'm curious. I, I am curious though. You, it thawed and it still didn't work. No, I don't think we even waited for it to thaw. I think we basically just broke it apart. Uh, but we then uh, we didn't succeed. Uh, we we did get another one and uh, uh, decided to cut it open to see what was in there. And for sure, it was jelly. Um, so we were very mean to Stretch Armstrong. But but he was extremely flexible. There was another toy that came with him. I don't know if it was his arch enemy. Um, I can't remember who Stretch Armstrong. There was there was somebody else, too. And I can't remember who that. Now, that I don't remember, which is very rare. Uh, but I don't, rem- I don't remember who that guy was or a girl. No. You got nothing? I'm looking. I'm looking. And all I'm seeing is, well, I have a quick question. So, like, sure. you have one of the original ones? Oh, well, I wasn't signed by him, if that's what you're saying. Uh, no, I know. but I mean, like, when it first came out, when it was the big toy? I think it was. I think uh, it must have been. It must have yeah. been back. We're talking way back. Um, I mean, we're talking, like, around the same time that Evil Knievel put out his guy on the motorcycle that jumped over you know, cars and man, that, that toy was beyond popular. My evil never, ever, by the way, jumped over anything. He was, he was like a drunk motorcycle rider. Every time I tried to get him to jump over anything. Was that the one with the wheel that you had to spin, 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 he spin he, the wheel and he went yeah. high in it. He missed the ramp by a, a quarter mile. I, I don't know like where he was going, but uh, he was definitely, the, you want to talk about so, the UI. The, the reason why I was asking if you had one of the original is because it came out in 1976. I was two, so and you were six. I'm just saying. You know, uh, again, we just I'm just trying to two. trying to be impartial here. Yeah, I know, I know, but I was three or four at that point. Yeah, you know, I mean, at some point, I had to be an innocent little kid. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Um, we'll go with it, Chuck. I mean, hey, pro- uh, innocent until proven guilty. Uh, but Stretch Armstrong came to mind, folks, when we when we talk about um, flexibility. Because of the ridiculousness, when you could stretch his arm, uh, arms literally the the length of the hallway or the kitchen, where whichever room you were in, and um, obviously that would be uh, a show more about hypermobility or hyperflexion, which is not good for you, and might be something that we talk about in a second show when it comes to uh, flexibility. Um, is there something uh, you look like? There's something you want to say? Go right ahead. Uh, just real quick, his enemy was Vacman, V A C M A N. It's he almost looks like a Flash Gordon, but I don't have my glasses on. He's like solid red. Of course, he stretched just like Stretch Armstrong, but it was it was Vacman. Yeah, don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing. I'm nothing. going blank on Vacman. I'm all I can think about is Pac Man. I don't know what. 
I'm gonna have to send you. Uh, I'm gonna have to send you a picture of it. Uh, it's not ringing any bells for me. And I, I actually, actually, um, the Stretch Armstrong that I was looking at here, I don't even remember him looking like that. I thought he was all red, but maybe it was nope. always Vacman that I knew. I don't know. Yeah, you knew Vacman personally. You're not. You're. It's all. It'll come back to you. Um, deja vu, but uh, that's okay. Hey, we're, we're not, we're not going to, um, we're not, we're definitely not going to, uh, uh, hold the, what, what is it? Hold the feet, hold your fire, hold your feet to the fire here. That's what I want to say, Joe. Uh, and we're going to move forward here with flexibility and understanding strength, uh, and hypertrophy, muscle growth, and can being more flexible equate to both of those two, uh, concepts. So when you, when you're talking about this, you're talking about, um, the purpose of flexibility. And there's there's a lot of things when you're talking about that. You're talking about full range of motion. You're talking about balance. You're talking about stability, which is extremely important in strength training. You're talking about the ability to be more limber. Uh, you put all these together and that equates to lowering the percentages of injury, uh, which is a huge thing uh, when it comes to being more mobile, more flexible, and obviously having more stability in your ankles, in your knees, in your hips, in your in your shoulders, in your elbows, um, especially when you're exercising, especially when you're moving, uh, um, you know, heavy weight. Uh, and heavy weight doesn't always necessarily mean squatting 500 pounds. It's whatever's heavy to the individual who is actually doing it. It could be just a bar. But with that, uh, we talk about a couple other benefits when it comes to flexibility. You talk about, Joe, if you can remember, we did a show where we were talking about, I believe it was that show where we were talking about warming up and cooling down. We talked about delayed onset muscle soreness. We talked about DOMS. And being more flexible helps to lie. And I, I even said it in that show. I remember that, even though that show was a long time ago, season one. Um, I even mentioned it then. Uh, when you're more flexible, and even, even when you've worked out, so delayed onset muscle soreness for all of our friends out there who didn't listen to that episode, which Joe will include again in the description of this podcast, you should listen to it. When you are into your end of your first day, going into your second day after a very hard workout, you will notice a lot for some of our, our beginners out there that you are more sore the second day than you are the first day. That's what we're referring to when we talk about DOMS, when we talk about delayed onset muscle soreness. Being more flexible and actually doing a lot of different types of static stretching when you are sore help to relieve and decrease the amount of delayed onset muscle soreness that you will have in your recovery after a heavy workout. And so it's very important, all the benefits we've listed so far from lessening you know, the lactic acid that you that you get in to lead on onset muscle soreness from being more stable, uh, having a, a wider range of motion and all these other benefits we're talking about, it still is amazing uh, that, that you actually can grow muscle and strengthen muscle by being more flexible. There's other, there's other benefits when it comes to flexibility, Joe. I want you to think about this. Think about workers. Uh, this is something that is a huge problem when it comes to, uh, workforce, 
Um, whether you're an emergency responder, an EMT, a police officer, or a fireman, um, whether you are a factory worker, somebody who's moving in so many different planes of motion and different ranges of motion, picking up, putting down, doing the same thing over and over again, eight, nine, 10 hours a day, five, six days a week, not being flexible, not having that range of motion, not having that ability to have stability and mobility is just a surefire way. When you think about being a police officer, how long you were a police officer for si 16 years, if I'm not mistaken. Am I, am I right about that? Am I close? It was uh, right around 17, actually, but yeah, 16, 17 years. 16, 17 years. Now, let me ask you a question. Did you ever have anything at the beginning of your shift where you had somebody who put you guys through any type of dynamic warming up and stretching or anything like that? <laughs> no. 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 Uh, that was... It's not. It's not something that is... It's, it's pretty much do it on your own. Yeah. Uh, and, th and that was just it. Every morning before before we went uh to work i would do like a 15 minute thing before i even just to, just to kind of get the blood flow and get because you know you never know what you're walking into yeah and here's the thing um even working at general motors we don't do any of that stuff they have these pictures on each workstation what the muscles are you should stretch for that particular job and that's great but nobody's watching it nobody's paying attention to it and I, I've talked to the plant manager about this before too, and he's all on board. Uh, he and another group of guys at the plant at Lansing Delta, where there's been a lot of talk about changing the weight room. And those of you who've seen some of my workouts on TikTok, that big weight room I'm in, that's Lansing Delta. It's a really nice weight room. Got a lot of great equipment in there. They keep bringing in new things and they really want to set a program up there for people to try to attract more workers to come in and, and do strength training. Um, which can help so much when it comes to healthcare costs because you're lowering the percentages. You are. You're, you can never prevent injury. I tell my athletes, you do not come in here to work out with me to prevent injury 100%. I wish. Could you imagine if I was able to do that? Right? Uh, but but you can do that, okay? Anytime it's, it's it, you know, it's full go, uh, all out, you're moving in different directions on one foot, two feet, 45 degree angles, 90 degree, uh, 90 degree angles, forward, backward, side to side. It doesn't matter when you're doing that and you're, you're, you're working hard and you're picking up heavy things and putting them down sooner or later, you may cause some irritation and some problems. So you can't, you can't, you know, you can decrease the percentages, but when it comes to flexibility, it does indeed help to reduce the chances of injury. And so, so all these benefits that it comes with, not only in the workplace, but in your personal life and everything that we talked about already with range of motion and stability and, and decreasing delayed onset muscle soreness. We again, asked that question that everybody is like, please get to this already when it comes to hypertrophy and when it comes to strength training. And you have to understand something about muscle. We call it, we talk about the, Joe, have you ever heard of the term muscle fascia? F-A-S-C-I-A. Yeah, it's the, like the, the strains of muscle like it's, it's, that make up the group of muscle. It, it's connective tissue. Right? It's connective to, for, for my auto working friends, it's not the fascia, front rear fascia of the car. <laughs> it is, it is, um, I understand why you were thinking that. 
but it is connective tissue that basically uh, holds certain parts of your body in place. It holds bones in place. It holds organs in place. It holds blood vessels in place. And it's a very sensitive, it's a very sensitive um, uh, material of the muscle fascia. It's as sensitive as skin. So, you know, like with skin, folks, uh, cold to touch, hot to touch, things that are smooth, things that are hard, things that are soft, that same sensitivity that your skin has, muscle fascia has. And what you have to remember, Joe, is when you are not flexible, now you have tense muscle fascia. And so that tension equals problems because now you don't have the range of motion that you need and your ability to move in different directions becomes harder, becomes more difficult. And what can that lead to? Injury. And so we have to understand when it comes to the, to the muscle fascia and, and um, its ability, okay, to stretch, to elongate, to lengthen, you have to be able to have a full range of motion in whatever joint you are talking about that's in question and the muscles that surround that joint and move that joint in whichever direction, whether it's flexion, whether it's extension. So, uh, and there's, there's other movements as well. I just named two of them. So, when we talk about this, it's very true that, that hypertrophy and strength are two big components that are that are right there on the same level with with flexion with 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 I should say with flexibility because now from a non-scientific standpoint Joe before we go to a uh, an ad from our sponsor as a matter of fact you know what I want to go to an ad from our sponsor right here and then come back and get into the to the nitty-gritty of this today so everyone don't go anywhere we'll be right back Two Brothers One Mike is sponsored by Kitchen Apps, perfectly prepared portions. Hey, Youngstown area listeners, it's Joe from T-Bomb. Do you find yourself dreading all of the specifics when it comes to prepping your meals for the week? I mean, calculating calories and macros can be such a pain, which for many of us can result in losing our momentum when we're starting a new eating lifestyle. Now, I know for me, I was constantly figuring out which foods to eat so I wouldn't only stay under calories, but also maintain my macros. What's more is I hated the idea of eating the same thing every day simply because I finally came up with that perfect combination. But then I found Kitchen Apps. Founded in 2015 by Tom Kitchen Apps, their mission is simple. They created a personalized selection of flavorful gourmet meals that are perfectly portioned and nutritionally balanced to fit their clients' lifestyles, as well as their physical needs, all for a very affordable price. You receive three meals plus two snacks for five days. So your whole work week is completely taken care of. And yes, there are options to add or subtract meals as you need them for the weekends too. So for more information or to place your order, go to kitchenabs.com. That's kitchenabz.com and get started today. Welcome back everybody. So we were talking about at the end of the first segment, Joe, uh, after, after Stretch Armstrong, that we were talking about how hypertrophy and we we're, we're, were getting ready to get into high hypertrophy and strength uh, are on that same level with flexibility, uh, how flexibility can create that. If you don't look at it from a scientific standpoint, you can look at it from this standpoint. When you have flexibility, when you have range of motion, which equals stability, which equals mobility, 
you have a chance by decreasing injury, okay, or chances of injury to be in the weight room because you're not injured. By not being injured, you're doing exercises. You're doing workouts with body weight, with bands, with kettlebells, with dumbbells, with straight bars, uh, flat bench, incline bench. You're doing all these different exercises. You're using time under tension. You're using high intensity interval training. You're not injured. You've lowered your chances of being injured because of how flexible you are, how mobile you are, and how stable you are. And if you're doing all these other exercises, which equate to gaining lean muscle tissue and gaining strength, in a kind of an unrelated way, flexibility can equal hypertrophy and strength. Does that make sense? Yeah, simply because it keeps you out, it keeps you off the injured list. Yeah, it so I mean, opportunity to work out. Yeah, so I mean, when you when you're talking about that, when you're talking about it from that standpoint, uh, that that part is very true. All right, uh, it's it's just it's very obvious just by looking at it in that way. Some people look at it that way. Uh, the thing about flexibility is this. Well, we've already said a lot about it, but but another thing I should say another thing about flexibility is this. When you're more flexible, when you're stretching, you are releasing blood into the muscle, okay? And when you're releasing blood into the muscle, blood carries what with it? Nutrients. So now the nutrients are being released into the muscle via the blood, and they are repairing damaged muscle tissue, maybe through the workout, all right? And they are helping to increase muscle mass. So when you are more flexible and when you are practicing flexibility, whether it's passive stretching, static stretching, when you're doing this, you are again increasing your chances for less injury because you are also providing nutrients to the muscle via that pathway that you're releasing the blood into the muscle with the nutrients that are being carried to the muscle tissue, which is allowing for repair and growth. So flexibility in a certain way equals it from that standpoint as well. And I, I don't think a lot of people really think about that. It, it, it's, it, it's 100% true. It's 100% true. There was, um, boy, it wasn't one article. It was one article with a ton of different research um, uh, projects that were done on there. Uh, and it's almost impossible to read through all the research. Uh, but it all came back to a lot of, of the same thing. It was in the Journal of Science, Sports, and Exercise. The Journal of Science and Sport. The Journal of Science in Sports and Exercise. It was an article in 2022. And there were so many different studies, so many different links to these studies when it was talking about the benefits of flexibility uh, and how it equated to explosiveness, your, you know, your, your plyometrics, your ability to explode muscle, to, to be able for the muscle to contract and lengthen quickly, all right, through various different sports activities or just generalized everyday life, uh, strength, explosiveness, and, and, and flexibility all being equated. And the one thing that they point out uh, when it comes to this is that the static stretch lengthens the muscle, okay? It elongates the muscle. It lengthens muscle tissue. And by doing that, what it does is 
it makes for a greater range of motion. And with a greater range of motion, it creates bigger and stronger muscles. When you have contraction, okay, I'm going to give you an example, Joe. When you have contraction, so imagine this is the bicep contracted. This is the bicep lengthened, okay? When you have contraction, you have less range of motion. It is well documented, and every scientific journal, physiology, kinesiology, you name it when it equals exercise science, it is well documented that lengthening the muscle in a full range of motion and contracting the muscle in a full range of motion is going to allow the best potential for growth and strength in that particular muscle group in question, whatever you're doing, okay? In other words, if you're doing a lap pull-down, ladies and gentlemen, and you're bringing your arms, if you're doing a pull-up, you ever see somebody when they do pull-ups, Joe, and this is what they're doing? And they're like, I did 30 of them, and that's great, buddy. Okay, that's great that you held yourself up there for that many. Uh, but the fact that you're not lowering yourself down to where you are lengthening the bicep and lengthening the lat and then pulling yourself all the way back up to where the chin gets to at least the bar and you're contracting the lats, all right, and, and, and so much more, depending on your hand placement, let's say wide overhand, all right, wide overhand pull-ups, not chin-ups, wide overhand pull-ups. If you're not doing that, you're not creating that range of motion, which is going to benefit you to create that strength and that size of those muscles to the most potential that they can possibly increase, okay? So, so when you're contracting, okay, in short range of motion and you're not allowing that muscle to go through full range of motion, you don't help anything. Static stretching is always lengthening to the full range. So it's actually giving you the opportunity to increase strength and increase size. If you were in a cast, Joe, if you could remember in seventh grade, I talked about this injury in a very beginning episode, season one, when I broke my arm. Folks, I was in a cast from my shoulder and the cast went all the way over my, I mean, it was from my, from my hand all the way up to my shoulder I was in that cast for more than three months, compound fracture of the all-non radius in a basketball game. Um, it was ugly. It was like a Frankenstein movie. And they had to basically put the bone back in and then maneuver them back in place. So it was ugly for about three months for me. And the entire time I was like this, my bicep was contracted. So don't you know when that cast came off, more atrophy set in to the bicep than to the tricep because the whole time the tricep muscle, the three muscles that make up the tricep, Joe, were lengthened, whereas the muscles that make up the bicep were contracted. The range of motion was small for so long that atrophy set in even more so with the bicep muscle than it did with the tricep muscle. And, and this is something... That, that is a huge problem. A lot of times people who walk with a rounded back, their chest muscles are contracted the entire time, which causes a process of atrophy to take place quicker, where the back muscles are carrying the brunt of the load and the chest muscles have, begotten, have gotten weaker and smaller because they are constantly in that contracted motion rather than lengthening 
in this particular motion here, where it's shoulders back. So it causes a lot of posture complications as well when it comes to that. And you see so many people uh, when you see their posture. It's one of the things that attribute to it. So so static stretching, passive stretching, to to hold the muscle at in length is huge because it allows for that process to take place for full range of motion. Full range of motion is what helps to equate to strength and size. Contracted motion does not help with that. So that I hope would make some kind of sense. Any questions on that or, uh, no, you're just today, today is talk away. I'm going to just leave it at stretch Armstrong, uh, and you do the rest. But but does that make sense? Is is basically the question, uh, or is there is there something that doesn't make sense when I when I'm explaining contracted muscles as opposed to um, lengthened muscles? No, it makes I mean it just makes perfect sense. There's really no questions to it. It it is what it is. <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like you're Ed McMahon right now, and I'm Johnny Carson. Remember when uh what, what Johnny Carson would say something, and all Ed would say back is you're correct. You're correct, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and and they, would, they would leave it at that. Um, but so when it comes to that, um, I, I, I think there's the other side of that when it comes to hypermobility and, and hyperflexion, which could cause injury. That's when people or folks are, are too flexible. They're too flexible. And that's dangerous, Okay. And I, I think that's going to be another show. As a matter of fact, Joe, um, when we have a couple different uh, professional trainers on, that's one topic that I want to talk with them about uh, in the near future, in the near future. So we'll leave that topic uh, along with so many other topics we'll talk to them about. But it definitely, it is a thing and it can cause major injury. So the one thing though that I want to point out today, and folks, I'm just trying to stay away from the science, like the like the major science part of it. Just talk and shop, okay? Why lengthening the muscle is very important. We did a show, and this will be the second link, Joe, that I asked you to, that I'll ask you to put into the um, uh, description of the podcast today. Eccentric, concentric, isometric strength. We talked about all three of them. And if you could recall, I'm not going to put you, I don't know if I should test you or not. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask the question and then you tell me, oh, I'll answer it or you'll just shake your head no. Okay, sound good? Which one, in my opinion, was the most important one? Eccentric, concentric, or isometric? Nothing. He's got nothing over there. Eccentric eccentric strength. And that's when you are basically bringing the weight back to its resting position, the negative. The negative is the most important one. And in that show, folks, if you listen to that show, because that show was audio only, that was before we even started doing video. When you listen to that show, the reason why eccentric strength is so important, all right, is because that is where you build the most lean muscle tissue. That is where you get the strongest. I want you to think about the eccentric movement. I'll give you an example. In a bicep curl, concentric, the positive movement is the curl up. What's the bicep doing? Contracting. Eccentric, the most important part where I want you to go slower and control the weight, is the move back. 
The negative. What's the bicep doing now? Lengthening. That's where you get the most benefit. You can tie that right into what we're talking about today about flexibility. The lengthening of the muscle creates more strength and more hypertrophy. It, it creates more muscle gain, more growth, more lean muscle tissue fiber. And so, and there's so much more that goes into that. There's so much more that goes into that, but I'm not trying to get very scientific with you today. Um, and and you, let's, let's, let's pick one more for today, Joe. It's a, it's a relatively short show today because we talked about this. This is not your wheelhouse. So I'm talking and you're kind of just like Ed McMahon and Johnny Carson. I'll be Johnny Carson. Uh, you be Ed McMahon. Um, so trying to think of another exercise that we could talk about here. Let's talk about leg extensions. That's a, that's a good one. When you leg extension the weight up, that is the concentric movement. That is the positive. That's you lifting the weight up. And now the front leg muscles, the quadricep muscles, contract. The more important movement, which is going to gain strength, more strength, and more uh, 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 gains in size, is the negative movement, the movement back home as you are lowering the weight back down. That takes that should take longer than the movement up. So if it's one or two seconds up, it should be three or four seconds down because you're now you're now on the way down, lengthening the quadricep muscle group, which in turn is what good for what it's good for strength, it's good for size. Again, lengthening the muscle, like you do in static stretching, flexibility, creating more flexibility, creating more range of motion, creating more stability, creating more mobility. What you're doing there is you also are working on, to a certain extent, gaining size and gaining strength. And that's really, that's really the 101 of this today. It really is, Joe. You're, you're helping to prevent injury. You're helping for blood flow into the muscle because blood flow into the muscle brings nutrients into the muscle while you are stretching, which in turn repairs muscle, damaged muscle tissue, creates more lean muscle tissue, and provides the muscle with nutrition. And in that, in that particular situation, you look at flexibility and say, well, if I'm stretching and I'm creating more muscle and I'm creating stronger muscle, then I'm also creating a lesser percentage of injury, which puts me in the weight room, working out more, exercising more, and gaining all this, uh, all these type of uh, muscle gains and, and all these different types of strength gains that I'm looking for. And so to me, flexibility, strength, and hypertrophy all kind of live in this triangle where you need all three. Someone asked me, so why do I need to work out? Why not just stretch? That's absolutely, you, you can't just, listen, first of all, there's, there's a such thing as too much stretching, all right? People who stretch five, six days a week for 45 minutes a day, that's what we're going to get into this hypermobility and hyperflexion and how that can cause injury. It helps to intensify your strength. It helps to create some muscle growth when you're more flexible, but it's not going to provide you with the benefits of actual weight training. To gain the most, to, gain, to be the best you, you've got to couple all three together in order to find them the well-rounded you, the best you. 
it can't be, I'm just going to stretch and I'm not going to do any strength training and I'm not going to do any endurance training and I'm not going to uh, eat right. I'm just going to stretch. You have to do all this together, right? All this. I just threw eating in there because no matter how you look at it, it's the most important one. But um, you have to do all three together in order to find the best route. Flexibility training is important, but you have to set up your workout regime so that all three come together and work for you. And you got to find that, you know, some people stretch once a week and do yoga once a week. Some people stretch three times a week. Some people stretch once a week for, for an hour and then they just do a 10 minute static stretch at the end of each one of their workouts, their heavy workouts. It's all, it's all about finding that niche. It's all about finding that, that, that wheelhouse that works for you. That's all I got today about flexibility training. Uh, okay. <laughs> I li literally have nothing to say. No, well, at this, this point. is, this is it's like, okay, so here we're going to go right into, all right. No, I, that, 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 that's not a segue. <laughs> no, no, you did. You did what I remember when we were talking about this, she said, I don't have anything to say to you about this show. This is your show right here. And I, I think, well, I, I was going to say, I, I, the reason being like, there's a lot of stuff that goes behind it. We, uh, and I say we, because now I'm speaking collectively on the average Joes. Okay. Uh, we know to stretch and like, we just kind of leave it there. You know what I mean? Now it, it's good to know why, uh, and, and some of the benefits to it, but like, ultimately it's like, okay, we get it stretch or that same thing. I said the same thing about warming up and cooling down. You know, it's like, yeah, we know on to the next show. You know what I mean? But, but that's not to say that there isn't going to be an interested audience who wants to know. So that, because look, um, getting the idea on how the negative in these movements can, can help with the muscle growth. Well, that's something extra. That's something new, you know, I mean, uh, yeah. uh but that said, like, other than that, I just, I just, I just, there's actually, you, you, you actually mentioned something there. There's also not just static stretching. There's also dynamic, well, there's, well, dynamic warmup is one thing, but you know, and there's passive stretching, but, but when you're talking about, um, you can actually do certain types of flexibility training where you're actually using very light weight to put your body, uh, body's range of motion, uh, in a certain position with weight. Now let's, let's take in inclined dumbbell press. Are you going to go in there? If you can do a hundred pound dumbbells for 10 reps, this is not where you use them. I'm talking like 15 pound dumbbells here where you are slowly lowering yourself to a comfortable stretch, not looking for that full range of motion, not looking for that range of motion you might be looking for when you're doing a dumbbell press, but putting yourself or, or even going past that range of motion, right? And, but that's the, and this is why, this is why you use such light weight and that extra stress on the muscle while it is lengthening, while it is lengthening can in turn cause different types of gains in terms of hypertrophy and in, in terms of strength. So, so there's that also. And again, when we talk about that type of stretching, uh, when it comes to actually using a, a, a slight, I, I think the rule of thumb, from what I remember, is you should never go over 60% of your one rep max when it comes to um, using any type of weight 
that you're going to need to use in order to get yourself into a stretch while you're actually looking like you're doing exercises, but you're actually doing a stretch. Never more than 60%. And that's probably something you work up to. Um, I don't know the real numbers on that. That is something I've never done. I've done a lot of stretching, but I've never done that kind of stretching before. I've never done that type of stretching. I know in some of my some of my warm up uh, stuff where you're basically stretching as well, just use five pound dumbbells, and 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 you're mimicking the exercises that you're going to be doing with the heavier weights. But that's more more about that's the a, dynamic warm up that you were talking about. That's a skilled warm up. So basically, what you're doing there is, or I'm sorry, I'm I, I actually I'm going to change it. That's a specific warm up. That's after the dynamic warm up, where you're going to do something that basically you want your brain to say to your body, okay, this is what he's going to do. This is what she's going to do during the workout. She's going to add intensity. She's going to add volume. Let's let's get this mind-body connection so that we understand that movement because that is a great benefit factor when it comes to preventing injury. So that's, that's more of your specific warm-up after your dynamic warm-up when you're warming up the heart and the lungs, getting the blood flowing into the muscle. I always say, I never go into detail why we want the blood to flow through the muscle, getting your core temperature up and things of that nature. I had to throw it in there. Um, and, and so, um, yeah, there's that. <laughs> uh, that's all I got today. How much could you talk about flexibility for crying out loud? I don't, I don't, I, I, I think I gave, I, I gave it my all. I gave it to, I gave it the college try here in the end. Uh, that's all I what Watch this be the best, watch this be the number one show. Well, for us, we're, we're, we're looking at this going, boy, how many people are really going to be interested in flexibility? Watch it be like, it'll be, it's going to be our breakout show. It's going to be the greatest thing ever. I was just going to say, this will be the show where everybody's like all of a sudden, have you guys listened to two buttons? Really? 42.7 thousand? What in the world? Yeah. Um, uh, wishful thinking. So anyway, yeah, we joke. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, until next week, I want to remind all of you, be sure to give us a rating or review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, or opinions, you can leave us a message via the link in this episode's description. And finally, remember to join us every Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for new episodes. Now, on behalf of Coach Tony and myself, thanks for listening. Hey, everybody out there, all jokes aside, uh, start listening to the show if you like this one. Uh, there's there's plenty of shows just like it. Uh, we are almost to episode 100. Uh, if you have been following the journey, like, rate, comment on our show, share our show with family and friends. Get it out there. Two brothers, one mic. We're not going anywhere. We're getting ready for season six here pretty soon. You're the best, Jew. Joe, I'm out.